This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design. Servicing clients domestic and international, Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Our pal, John Padilla, is a true fanboy and unapologetic Batman enthusiast. John is also owner of JP Total Fitness, based in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. As a personal trainer, he takes a practical and safe approach toward fitness goals. Throughout his professional years of experience, John has developed relationships with hundreds of clients, helping them achieve and meet their physical challenges. A family man, seasoned entrepreneur, and competitor, John understands the importance of time management, proper nutrition, and the no-nonsensical approach to guiding you through your journey. Go to www.jptotalfitness.com. .net today. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Roro Cakes, specialty baking, little bites of yumminess, and indulgences. Follow Roro Cakes at facebook.com slash Roro Cakes and place your order today. Last but not least, Pancake Studios cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios set at the heart of Brooklyn also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And when we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. Welcome back. This is another fine episode of To Be Continued, fanboy podcast, which is covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around... Do you mind if I say it? Do you <sighs> mind if I say it? Well, you're... you're covering your fanboy passions. I have to let you say it, because otherwise you'll... But you'll... if you stick around, you just might have some fun. Fun is a very relative thing. <sighs> when I was a boy... <laughs> If you clicked on this episode, you'll know that this is our part two of our Daredevil Season 3 review. Last time out, Jonathan and I gave our thoughts on the most excellent season of Netflix's Marvel's uh, Daredevil Season 3. And I'm I'm here to come back and deliver my verdict verdict here. Um, To manipulate the grand jury. (laughs) (laughs) So you just said the best season. You think the third season is the best season? I you know what? Um I think that it yeah, I I'd do. say one three two. One three two, okay. Is what I would say. Okay, okay. I'm that's fair. Jonathan Vergara. 
five. Oh my <laughs> Street. We did it your way. Things your way. And no, now. No. So yeah, you got to tell that to me, Miguel. You were like, Miguel, Listen, Miguel We did it your way. Miguel Velez, five two Fourth Street, <laughs> New York one one two. I'm sorry, they made me. They made me say this. Uh, Fiscat to you. Is that what it is? I know that that's a great parody and a great joke, but should we really have our? Uh, probably not. We'll, pro- we'll probably. I think probably. Probably. Let's actually. We will take pains to to bleep that out. But yes, this episode is all about uh, uh, Daredevil season three again, and uh, it's such a big. Such a big deal, making such a splash that it uh, it's just natural to have a follow up. Plus, Ed really didn't get a chance to uh, give us his and, thoughts. And I have to say that, um, uh, yeah, I I really struggled to find time to finish it on time because it's it's Halloween week and it's October and you gotta um, you gotta you gotta you gotta. I drop everything. You to, gotta create that yeah. singularity to power the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah, I get so, it. I understand. So I I drop every Dad October. For the past nine years, and I have a boy, and he's he's uh, he's turning ten in fe- February. But wow. I've spent the past nine years wow. prepping for the ultimate Halloween costume, and this year I, I actually built a TARDIS, and uh, we're going as Doctor Who's. And for those of you who who are on our Instagram, um, I have a pic of a pic of our fa- a Doctor Who, my Doctor Who family, and um, <laughs> we haven't even hit Halloween. Halloween's on Wednesday, and. Um, yeah, getting close, getting close, getting close. But uh, so, but yeah, I dropped everything. With other things too, you got a new tenant I was, in your place. Yeah, and, yeah like yeah. so uh, over the weekend, I finally you're got driving to finish people it. around from your wife's job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I, I finally got. And yet to, he was able to. I was watching it yeah. and texting you <laughs> real time, and I'm saying things like uh, like uh, like the, the the jail scene. I'm like, this is like you know, I I can imagine Seinfeld like so. So the meter was running the whole entire time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, I, I I point out to you. I said it, he was so exhausted. Matt didn't even realize, with all his super senses, <laughs> that it was not the same driver that he had shown up with. That's right. That's right. And he drove off. He drove off of the harbor. And also, he managed to hail the apparently. Last old time cab in the I mean, entire know, city like, of New York. Like we know, whistle, cue, yeah, you know, in the town where they're, you know, they are. They're all these super green. Well, they're they're envi- all they're, they're envi- gas powered. Friendly. I mean, they're natural gas powered automatic doors. And there's all one these, that's like, like a yellow Studebaker, you know, like something something or not. Yeah, seriously, it was like from 1953 or something, and apparently that was the one guy Matt was able to. Cash in on but uh, but I like ultimately I you guys gave your reviews which I I haven't heard yet. Um, uh, we're gonna get that file right from my job. <laughs> we're gonna get that file. All right. So um, uh, I haven't heard I haven't heard yet, but um, and I told you in the car. Um, my two bits, my two cents on season three is gonna revolve on two p- particular themes. <laughs> the Book of Job, and you were right, Miguel. You were like. This is going to be up Ed's alley because uh, this this is going to be up um, uh, up up his alley because it's all about religion and 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 Christianity and this is this so it's going to be the first part the Book of Job which a whole which is a whole thematic structure on the idea of suffering right humanity and suffering right and the second one and now ladies and gentlemen I I I don't swear a lot on the show um you know I've got a I've got a clause a, like a no swear clause in my contract here but I have to say that the second theme is going to be called 
seen some shit. <laughs> and what do I mean by that? Karen, she's seen some shit. Yeah. Matt Murdock, he's seen some shit. Not technically. Uh, <laughs> down to like Chinatown. Chinatown's, Chinatown's seen some shit. Chinatown's seen some shit. Then that's what you're <laughs> so that that's what uh, that's what my especially my... with uh, what you're wearing there. Not to diverge, but uh... Iron Man, he's seen some shit. He's well, wearing... I'm wearing my Iron, Iron Fist T-shirt. Fist. I'm sorry, uh, my Iron, Iron Fist, Fist T-shirt. Right. Rest in peace, Finn Jones. Finn Jones. <laughs> By the way, not to go on a tangent, which I will, but a uh, nice haircut. Thank you. And uh, very nice of you to mourn. Uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Uh, <laughs> nice haircut too. Yes, exactly. and, uh, you. Nice you know what? You you're you're kind of morphing into if you have Indiana Fist. Your Iron Your Iron Fist. Iron Fist. The immortal Iron Fist. Yes. Thank you. Iron Fist. <laughs> yes, you are, man. Iron Fist. And that's not that's back in Conlon. <laughs> I was what I desired. The power of the dragon. Which is not something for mortal men. But anyway, which well, that's that's a great jumping point, like a, a a launch point, because this is a complete 180 from Dinosaur Dragons. Yes, yes, this is a complete 180. Because and, <laughs> you and, you mentioned that 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 was one of the things that this season was so gritty, real, and so dealing with real deep characterization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that it it was like you go like, oh yeah, I forgot that the last thing Matt was involved with. Was Dragon Bones in Manhattan? <laughs> yeah, you know, like um, when you're dealing. Okay, we're back. Well, to, let's it's, let's it's, let's let's let, let, let's interrogate you. All right. Um, and your views rather than you know, kind of freeform this. And and John, you know, feel free to to to, to pop in. Lawyer. <laughs> so, Lawyer um, now. your general your general feeling of the first two seasons it, it, of Ed, Daredevil. Ed, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> My client. Like, <laughs> it's hard not to... Uh, Johnny Nelson? It really is My hard. It really is hard not to already echo the stuff that you said, which is basically... Right, yeah, yeah, but, but yeah. But so, when you but, say, when you say, this is the best thing Marvel's ever pumped out with, and Kevin Feige had nothing to do with it, I'm very much inclined to believe in that. Yet at the same time, uh, when they say... An association with Marvel Studios. I really don't know what that means, but um, well, I mean, again, it it is something it, that is come. It's coming from the Jeff Loeb Ike Perlmutter side. Yeah, I, I know, which that. is their right. television, right. Um, you know, kind of division, um, especially when it comes to Netflix. But um, like easily, this is. Um, I was immediately blown away. Right. You know? okay. And I'm not just saying. And a lot of these guys, a lot of a lot of the the guys who are out there. I'm no, I'm not going to name any pot any. Okay. YouTube shows that are out there, right? Um, the fanboys are going to be like, you know, oh my god, my my mind was blown away. But I was blown away. It kind of it deserves it. Deserves it. So, like in comparison to first season, second season, mm. what are your what are you what are your feelings about the show bef before this sort of cemented everything that oh Daredevil is a crown jewel thing? First season, second season of Daredevil. What what was your you know general first season? When they say that, um, you know, and this is a really kind of an odd thing to say, even though I I didn't really coin it, but um, Daredevil, uh, season one, Netflix's top rated show, dethroning uh, House of Cards. Right. I'm like, okay, yeah. all right, and you know what? Uh, it deserves it because season one was one of those shows that was like, this is a must see show. Uh, season two, as you say, you know, um, it's it's the season that gave us the Punisher, 
mm-hmm. and Punisher goes off and does that show, uh, does his own show, which blows away any of the the the, the Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, stuff. equally an impressive show. And Defenders. Yeah, and yeah, and Defenders. Yeah, right? yeah, you yeah, know. Um, up, yeah. um, and then we get this, and we get season three, which I I I can't even. I gotta be. I gotta start somewhere. So, what? Why don't you hit me up with some interrogation here? Well, I mean, uh, okay. I just gotta say this. Okay, John. At the powers that be, the universe. I pray or ask and wish. You can cancel any show you want, <laughs> but please don't cancel Daredevil. <laughs> and please don't cancel. We see, and that, and that's a great. Thing. Cancel everything else. Well, <laughs> you're 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 bringing up a good point, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. know that um, uh, Disney. You know, there's always there's always been talks of Disney doing their own streaming service. And I'm like, where are they going to go from here? I mean, are they going to retain um, uh, about this Daredevil? And because there's also talk about Luke Cage and Iron Fist doing Heroes for Hire. Like, I, I don't know what the next plans are. How do you... There's Because... You can't backpedal from the subject matter. You can't matter backpedal. From the subject matter. And, like, how is Disney really going to do, like, this guy beating and bludgeoning people to death and, like, uh, drug well, dealers... But it's not only that. Drug dealers shooting heroin. It's the quality of programming, John. And, yeah, and the quality. But the quality itself. See, yeah, this, it's this is... Disney's name. I'm saying... Yeah, this, exactly. This name, I, do, I, I do think that there... How do you do that? How do you... How do you the Disney band, band Yeah, how band. do you go for something that might... Yeah, again, a perf- what we just said before... <laughs> You know, the Defenders season was this very fantasy-based, even though it had all these murders and other things, mm-hmm. and it suddenly, at it the end of it all, it was, it was camp, yeah, it was, yeah. it all of a sudden it's like, oh, Dragon Bones, and it's like, here, the stakes and the themes and everything else are very <laughs> real, very tied to real human reactions. First, but, uh, first episode. Bastards level violence. Right, right, exactly, yeah. so with, but, uh, with, with also dealing as it's a crime noir psychological thriller with crazy characters by by the end of episode one even i was like you know oh it looks like matt murdoch you know, like the dukes of hazard like narration looks like, looks like matt, matt murdoch he's you know he's how's he gonna get out of this pickle you know okay. and so yeah again let's this is here we'll start with the interior starting out okay so you know it, we're, we're picking up from defenders and the first few episodes are just matt Coming back to life, literally. Okay, yeah, that, so that, now that, that Frank Miller, um, uh, born again, all that stuff. You know, <laughs> literally born again from from, from sewage. fire. Yeah, exactly. Beaten again, Christian. Yeah. So let's. <laughs> that's a, that's the perfect way. So because you said before, I called you up and I said because I had seen the first episode. You were on vacation in, uh, up in mm. Cape Cod, yeah. and uh, you hadn't got a chance to see it. And I said. Oh, the first, literally the first episode, it's all Matt going, uh, waxing, you know, about Catholic guilt and everything else. So, um, take that. You said redemption, sin, Job, give us that. So, the, um, so th- the show starts like that. So, so, so give us your take on that part of it. Um, so for those of you out there who are not aware of the book of Job, uh, which is one, one of the books that's in the Bible. But it's been um, pretty much been studied by by literary types, by 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 people from all over the world, and have said this is more about a. It's in in fact, it is an epic poem of suffering. The idea and it and it goes into in depth the philosophy of human suffering, and it's about uh, about um, um, Job, who is a servant of the a servant of of the most of, righteous of, servant of the Lord. Right? 
whom the who's... devil essentially tells God. There's a bet between between the devil and God, and it's like you know, like he's only he's only he's only praising you because he's got uh, it so he's good. Got, he's got it so good, and God's like, you know what? Let's 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 put a wager. I will I will put a bet. I will wager that that uh, even if you if you if you take Job and you put him through all sorts of trials and 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 tests. And uh, if you put him through a true test of faith, at the end of it, he's still going to come out golden, and he's still going to praise me, right? And what, what um, were they wagering? I forget. Well, the the whole idea is is Job's faith, right? It, are are, are you, um, uh, you go ahead and you try to break him? He at the end of the day, he's still going to be my boy. That's what God is saying, right? So and the devil's goes, point was that uh, no, he's it's it's situational. Yeah. He's only he's only no, good because he's no, know you know that. whatever. I, but when you say there's a bet between the God <laughs> and the devil, like like if you win, you know, like what was like the prize if you won? You well, the know? prize would be you know would His be soul. Joe's faith. His would soul, be Joe's yeah. faith, right? His you know, soul, yeah. The yeah. devil just wants. And to... as a story, yeah, 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 yeah. as a story, let's be uh, you know again atheist it's here, epi- but it's an, epi- it's an epic poem. I mean, it's, let's it, just treat it as, as a that. story though. What it also is 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 an exemplar of, um. How does one person deal with the, the slings and arrows of life? Mm-hmm. And saying, do you do you end up curdling and cursing everything <clears throat> and bemoaning mm-hmm. your situation, or do you stand resilient and continue on despite that? And you know that is where we get to the Matt Murdock part. Yeah. And which, okay. by the way, and, and and John, like it gets, um, it continues on. He he gets sick. He loses his family. He loses everything, down to down to his bones, right? So, um, and at the end of it, um, he starts. He gets into this whole soliloquy about why me? Why did you take? Why did you bring me from my mother's womb? Womb? And this is where he gets really Mac Murdockish, right? You know, where Mac Murdock really begins to. Uh, uh, really um, takes on the Job character. What are you doing to me? You know, like, uh, what is it that you want from me? You know, and 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 he's and he begins to question. What's my purpose? But that, but that's a very famous quote in 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 Job. It's why did you bring me from my mother's womb? And in this case, Matt Murdock, who, you know, let's has let's just own, remember he's blind. Own, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> he's blind. He he's, was also orphaned at no a really job. young age. Right. There was no job to start. He's seen some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's seen some shit. From so, birth, yeah. so um, his dad get beat every night. Now, yeah. I would have to say that um, with Matt at the beginning of of the series, already he's he's like, I'm done. Well, yeah, I'm again, done. he feels he, the he's, idea. He's is, aban- the abandonment theme is already the abandonment theme it becomes huge because it's this idea that I thought that I had this purpose and I was fulfilling this purpose. That I was given these <clears throat> gifts for a reason, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, you know, he chagrin, he in a chagrined way, he kind of says, you know, I kind of thought I was God's, you know, God's instrument, right, in 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 this world, and now I don't, you know, all of that's taken away, you know, he's dealing with survivor's guilt, losing losing the woman he loved, um, the pain of losing his special gifts mm-hmm. for a period of time, which tests him. And then, Which is pretty much a big part of his identity. You yeah. know, I mean, I mean, you lose that, then, then, then. Well, all I bets thought are one off. of the best scenes was when they sort of do this thing where 
they show him as a kid in the church mm -hmm. and he's like, I hear people's prayers to God. Mm -hmm. I hear their, what their wants, their needs, their desires, you know, and I guess he says, well, maybe I was given, I am hearing this for mm -hmm. a reason. Mm -hmm. And I'll try to help those people as best as I can because no one else can hear them the way I can. Right. Um, so and he's he, going through, he's going through all this suffering and everything else. So, you know, that resonated with you as someone who thinks about these sort of issues. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, which by the way, um, I feel like there's a spin here because in, in the born, the source material born again. Mm. Right. Um, he's really, uh, Matt is really written as the Christ figure here. They do something pretty crafty, which is that. You know, uh, he's more than that. He is like, he, does he really feel that he's the devil at some point? Like, you know, like he's a demon devil, demon child of some, some, basically someone who's here to bring yeah, judgment. Yeah, yeah. He kind of has this, he has these moments of split personality. Well, what, as he describes himself, he's like, you know, Matt Murdock, the daredevil. I, I used to think the daredevil needed to go for me to have a normal, good, fulfilling life. Now, I believe, for me to do my purpose, I need to get rid of Matt. Right. Yeah, the and, Messiah uh, Complex is very... Um, unlike anything I've ever seen, because his Messiah Complex isn't necessarily a Christ figure, but it's also... it's it, Like you say, it's a, he's an instrument. An instrument yes. of... Mm -hmm. And like you said, of terror judgment. of judgment, oh, there, you know? But there is a point, and there's a point <coughs> in the show where he does go... Uh, he's like, you know what? In fact, I think God is holding me back. Yeah, there's a point where he's like. Well, know, I think he starts to say that it's not he. It, what's funny is is it's that, not that he's like as hating. the atheist here. I'll yeah, point yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. he never. It's never. I don't believe God exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he says, I've "I don't." Seen the face. I've seen this face. I've seen the face. And I've seen face, so, and know, he just doesn't give a crap. And he doesn't care. I, he doesn't care about yeah, me, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. going to stop caring about him. But it's never a sense of I don't believe that that's not a thing. It's that oh, I believe that he's there. Yeah. I, I I just I just don't think that he wants to I don't like what's going on and I'm not accepting it anymore and I'm moving on from well, he has trying this to... unchaining myself moment. Right. Where it's like I'm no longer beholden to the morals or like I need to kind of be within bounds. Like I'm just Daredevil now and Daredevil has no right. uh person above him. But the, the, the spare, yeah, yeah. The, it's the, a tension throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the spare really, really sets in with him. I mean, I, and I'm like, we're only at see, uh, episode two here. Like episode and two, three. Like, this is like the first I'm three like, episodes. Like yeah. already, my soul, my like, I feel Miguel. I feel like my soul has been like torn out. You know, like <laughs> because <laughs> well, what about that how's he gonna climb out of scene, this? Huh? What's that? Which the one? Neddy pot where he like. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a message to all you uh, to your goddamn hipsters up the, uh, out there. Like, you know? <laughs> and then he touches uh, the handle, and he can kind he of can... start healing. I was healing like, "Oh, like... he's got a neti pot. What's what's <laughs> what's gonna happen here? Holy crap!" Yeah. You know. <laughs> By the way, that's the dirtiest sink I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, for a Catholic church too. For a Catholic church. Um, the... So so he's so so Matt begins the, the the season in this sort of like a way. Now, how do you feel about that sense? That theme of suffering and finding redemption through the suffering um, is reflected in the other characters, say uh, Karen or Foggy. <laughs> All right. So, um, 
as you said, starting this off some shit. Yeah, so, yeah, starting this exactly. Starting this off, I go, yeah, you know, like if this is going to start off as a job, as, as some uh, a weird job uh, analogy here. There has to be some redemption, right? Right, Miguel? Right, you know? <laughs> yes, as he was going through it. Like, <laughs> was going like, and I told you, I said, they they pull the rug out from under like, you a couple gonna, of times. Like, Please tell me it's all going to be all right. Please tell me. <laughs> Miguel, tell me it's going to be okay. Well, this analogy, that means, this sounds crazy to say, but that means uh, Wilson Fisk is kind of his god and devil. Right? Because he's, uh, he's the one who's taking it all away from him. He's the one who's... He gets depressed. I don't know about that. Wilson gets released. I think he, um, this uh, is a, this is a this is a really clash of of iconoclasts who are all going through uh, their, their own, own issues, their yeah. own issues because they all seen some shit. Right, right. right? But, so, but again, say but like, specifically to okay, say, let's say, how do you feel that that plays into, um, uh, say, a Karen and then. Uh, we you haven't even talked well, about okay. the other villain, uh, a bullseye in this. How Car- do you think those, Karen? Those two no, let's take someone like Karen. Uh, Karen was like, um, "Don't do what I what I did, Matt." Right. You know that's that's her that's her message to Matt because like because she had to come come to terms to the fact that you know, oh, uh, I I'm a murderer, <laughs> right? If even feeling it for you know before she even came to New York mm-hmm. that she had that guilt. Yeah, about that guilt her, about about her brother, which mm-hmm. was only discussed. In the previous seasons, yeah. and kind of whispered in sort of a backstory thing yeah. that we didn't really get any but, clarity but, on <laughs> until we finally do get it. In the we, season. Uh, I started that. That's I, one of the critiques. One of a lot of the fanboy haters say they they don't like that there was like a whole episode dedicated to her backstory. I go, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is where the drugs come in, right, Miguel? <laughs> 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 oh dear, like but yeah. You know. for, so for, so Karen goes through her own thing as well mm. of. Uh, you know, suffering upon suffering, and she, at one point, she's is fed up. <clears throat> she is willing to just leave New York, and she's willing to leave Matt and Daredevil. Alone. I, I, well, and, and, and it isn't, an, and yeah. it's, and the one person who stays steady throughout the whole thing, Nelson Mandela, is yeah, is oh, Foggy, no. Foggy himself, who you know he opens her eyes because he says, "Look, He's if Matt, if if Matt chooses to push us away." That's, that's him. Choice. That's his choice. I am gonna make the choice to to stay the course. By, by the way, John, um, if I'm doing gardening work, uh, I see the monkey wrencher in the back of my in the back of my head. He talks to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Fish visions. That's what fish I'm visions. Yes, Sorry. exactly. <laughs> fish visions. Dude, uh, so be, so yeah. So um, you know, there's that, and then you know, another example I would say is. And in a way, you know, I don't think it's a perfect analogy, but you know, as an atheist, however, there's the, there's that that's twice X you've factor said that. <laughs> that is completely out of it, which is Dexter, which is I'm sorry, uh, Dex, mm-hmm. Poindexter, or at Bullseye, where this is a character who he's he's he has some suffering, he has some is- he has issues, but is this really a person who was? Even ever really looking for redemption? Everything no, with no, him is which a is why, unlike all, all the other characters, um, Bullseye is is um, he's the X factor, you know, because he's he's this, he's a psychopath, right? You know, he's if 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 anything, like I said, he's lying to the whole world and to himself, yeah. or he's lying to the world just so he can get along. Because yeah. like they even they make a good point of saying he basically was faking empathy his whole life. 
oh, I'm, that must be very hard. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, well <laughs> you, you, know what you I mean? would yeah, have exactly. to in order to to really to 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 become a functioning have a semblance of normality. Yeah, like like just a regular like functioning citizen of the world you know in order for him to just go about life he would have to play a role you know yeah but then you go there's absolutely no way that a guy like like bullseye yeah it's one of those could could they're, pass they're, all yeah. of the <laughs> well we'll we'll save that you a little bit what? for the end <laughs> where we talk about the issues with suspension yeah yeah disbelief. but we're getting we're, we're like yeah, we're we'll getting get back there, to like but but um usually i hate those guys that are like oh you know but in real life i'm like but this ain't real life but when you're when you're grounded in the FBI and the story takes you know has to, even though it's a yeah, superhero like, show, it they're I'm they're like pushing the the grittiness. Right. Yeah, you're they're pushing that. Right. So that is yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we have all these character we have you know we have Matt at the center as this character who's trying to find his his way after being so disillusioned and feeling that he's being pushed. Because of all this suffering and he doesn't care and he's throwing away his morality. Uh, uh, he's having that dark night of the soul. And he 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 he's like I'm done with the ideals and other things that I'm going. And he has a few moments in the show where he makes that decision. I think I I, I think I'm gonna. It's best that I be on my own, and I do not have friends. And that then leads to the the way to solve this problem is to get rid of Fisk in its. In, you're in you're hitting it on a nail because I I said after finishing um uh, season three. I said, this is the best non-Batman, non-movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and in, this, in, in that, yeah, we see the elements of him dangling, you know, um, uh, Fitz's lawyer, right? You know, his his guy Friday, and and interrogating. But um, the idea that, like, well, what's the, what's the big deal about Job, right? The whole theme about Job is it's a study on the. Uh, on a problem with God's justice, his right. sense of justice, right? In the midst of suffering, you know, Batman has that issue. I basically any vigilante, they do what they do because of that that whole idea and point. And Daredevil um, is pretty much you. You said that he's aside from being Spider-Man light. Well, originally, I, originally, right? Originally, before Miller, that was the conception mm -hmm. of him. A lot of people had that, and he was he's kind of pretty much morphed into that character. Yeah. Um, and we see that not just with him; we see that with uh, with pretty much any of the characters in there. Um, uh, Matt Karen, Foggy is the he's kind of like the the, the shining knight of uh, of, the, of those the ideas. Joe Pesci of uh, Lethal Weapon. I don't even know what that I, means. Uh, <laughs> he's just like this. Funny dude who just makes people laugh. And... I'm you know, but he was more than that. Even then, he's actually he fleshed out that. even more because yeah. by season one, um, he was because you know he's he was the one he enough. was the he was the example of the character who did not change mm -hmm. the everyman. And he kept, who, who he kept them together. Kept who who he was through the only one who was through like... his dedication to his ideals, mm -hmm. even though he wasn't out there punching people. Or knocking down doors, mm -hmm. or getting you know, by being just who he is, as you always say, the everyman, the good, the you know, the the general good-hearted, yeah. you know, regular Joe, and that's and not without uh, his own issues too. And but even then, he had to struggle um, with the idea that oh, his parents 
Yeah, but notice that's to... that had that. But see, even that not still was not him. That was oh, I have to deal with this. Yeah. Then I have other considerations. Right. But he still kept to it, even with those things going through. He still so and that's why they had to they had to bring in a like his brother because right. which is basically foggy, but. But, Dumber, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty Bit much. Of a slacker foggy, slacker, slacker foggy, <laughs> pretty much. Um, uh, but yeah, slacker so foggy. you know, he was the only guy who was interested in in keeping the the trio together, right? And you know, that's an interesting continuum. Now I'm seeing it. You have Matt at the furthest edge, mm-hmm. right? So let's say that. And you have Karen let's, on the other Oh, no. Let's say, oh, yeah. no, sir. I feel Karen. No, 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 no. Let me, let me okay, explain. Okay, let me explain. Okay. I think that you have. At the furthest edge is Bullseye, right? On the other side of the edge, at the furthest edge. This is, this is then your, is Kingpin. It's Thunder Meter. Right? <laughs> yes, this is the Thunder Meter. All right? You know, the Velezometer. All right? And then you have right close to the edge is Matt. Behind him then is Karen. And finally, at the outer away from that mm. is Foggy, right? So the one extreme is Foggy, the other one is Dex. Is, right. Karen is in the middle between the two because she does, she was the one to do good. She's obviously a crusading reporter mm-hmm. type. Um, but having But killed, she's gone to the point of no return, but is able and, somehow... And, 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 she, and she did it, and she regrets it. Mm-hmm. And to the point where, similar to Matt, it's interesting, she almost sacrifices herself out of... A combination of guilt, you know, she goes to Fisk and she's like, oh, you should, you know, you should, I'm going to get him so angry he's going to take a poke at me, possibly kill me, and that'll put him down. Matt had gotten that, and then as part of his whole Job thing was, he at one point goes out, he's not really 100%, gets his ass kicked by, you know, common street thugs, and he's at the point where he thinks, okay... And then this is it. I tried. I can't do this anymore. This is, uh, and I'm gonna allow them to kill me. Not allow, and, encourage them. Encourage them even, right? Mm. And then what happens is, quote unquote, God doesn't even let that happen, and that pushes him even further. So he goes beyond the point of of Karen of any regret or 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 anything about it, mm. and he's like, no, 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 I'm I'm totally down on the train of. Let's. Uh, I think taking out Fisk is the is the is the only way, uh, permanently to do you know to do this. This is actually one of the one of the first things I've ever seen where the idea of, of um, homicide or just the idea of killing, mm-hmm. is just been so um, real and visceral to me. In that, like you know, when they say. No, we have to. We have to stop. When when Foggy's like, you know, no, we have we have to stop Matt. We can't let Matt go to that point. Um, in the past, like, yeah, Batman not killing, you know, oh, we just take it at face value. You know, that that whole idea. But yet, you we have this discussion all the time. But yeah, you know, he's uh, he's but, but he's, throughout the entire Nolan films, there's a lot of dead villains. <laughs> a lot of dead villains. Want to have your cake and eat it too, huh, Batman? <laughs> ben, ben Affleck too. His Batman killed. Well, well, the, well. Around. Honestly, but see, Batman has had a history. This is the thing that the Nolan films have drilled into the public. That was a general thing in the comics, but then Batman had killed when he first showed up. And I and even argue, have, even in Man of Steel, and we have and we have the Keaton Batman. Who killed all the time? Mm. 
So this sort of idea, you know, Did it's. He? You kill all the time, except the, the bat, the, Ke- the, the Keaton. No, one, yeah, yeah, the Keaton Batman. Yeah, yeah. May I, may I remind you that he blew up the uh, the but, Joker's hideout. But we're not here to talk about. There, I mean, killed all the henchmen. I'm saying who, by in comparison, the, in the uh, bell tower sequence. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I guess so when you drop. But I'm saying, out of all the things tower. that yeah. I've ever seen, this one in particular, th- I finally see why that's such an important thing. You uh-huh. know, like. No, we can't let Matt go, go um, hit that There's point no of no return. return, right? Because there really, there really is no point of return, and you see that with Karen. What's What's also interesting is that this isn't, even though he says it at the end, I beat you, you're not going to change who I am. Mm. That was never part of uh, Wilson Fisk's plot. This was not one of those, the villain is like, Haha, and if he does do me yeah. in... It, you know, I win anyway. Yeah, no villain ever, never villain ever goes into that thinking. Well, like, this, you know, some of them do. Yeah. Some of them are like, like I, I will win by sullying you in some way. <laughs> yeah, but they never factor in like, oh, you're gonna kill me in, in the whole process. I don't want that. No, <laughs> no, some of no. There have been many stories where they write that. I know, I know. In this case, that wasn't Wilson Fisk didn't give any two craps about corrupting Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. What mattered. Was that in the end, it mattered to Matt. It mattered to Matt. When he yells out to him, you won't change. He had nothing to do. The kingpin was like, I wasn't planning on changing you anyway. I was planning on framing you. It was, it, you was more, it was more Matt finally coming to the, the, the conclusion that the, 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 the classic, the classic um, you know, saying, beware if you fight monsters, beware that you become them. You know, and when you look into the abyss, the abyss stares back. It's that. It's the idea that Matt had to finally make that... He's had tension with his violence. He's had tension with the idea that killing might be a thing. And the the truth is, from season one through to season three, it's a bit of a slow-motion car crash of him being pushed by his self-appointed mission that he's going to get to that point. And ultimately, the end was, I beat you, you won't change me. I- I'm sorry, to, I apologize for, for disrupting your point. It's a very important point. But that scene, and it's like, where finally the cops come in, <laughs> and they take off the mask off of Poindexter. You know, it's like, he's not the real daredevil. L- looks up to the staircase, he because that's the real daredevil. And Matt doesn't, you know, he doesn't bother running. He kind of just, just walks just away. Walks he kind of strolls into the next it's, room. It's as you go, then, the secret elevator. <laughs> he just took the secret, Filson Fist's secret elevator down and like the cops it's are like, like oh, uh, that's fine, Daredevil, whatever. Yeah, hey, uh, we, we going to go after him or what? Yeah, exactly. You got to imagine like at least three cops. Yeah, um, well, like, then PD was on his side. We at least got to like take a statement, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is any of this gonna? What do you say, boss? Uh, wait, no wait, wait, wait. Like, uh, okay, I need to set up a perimeter. Like, uh, hey, uh, uh, chief, what about the what about the dead devil up there? What are we gonna? <laughs> we're gonna let him go? Like, Where you, see, no, see that. I think what it is is Matt bluffed them. Uh, uh, guys, I'm going out for coffee. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll be right back. You, know, you want to? At you want least a they, they could have a crawler. I'll get one. Don't I figure at least they could have uh, they could have shot it like where it's like silhouetted. And he just like, 
you see the face just slides into the silhouette and he's gone. But no, but no, he was literally out in the open <laughs> on in a balcony on the in the penthouse, and they're like, "Cause that's the real Daredevil." Right. And it's like, yeah, and I I kind of think he still wanted as a vigilante <laughs> there. I don't. Uh, but uh, but yeah, um. So, you know, the, 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 the season was rife with that theme of redemption and suffering and the ultimate, you know, coming. And the redemption, even, and by even, the way, redemption is very important. Because, here. yeah, we even have, we haven't gotten into the, the, uh, one of the big sub characters, mm -hmm. one of the supporting characters, which is Ray Nadim's thing. FBI agent Ray Nadim is also another character that is all about mistakes, hubris, you know, suffering and then finally redemption through in through death uh so you know what what did you think what did you think about randy dean because i was when he first showed up i was like the two things that made me worry of a kind of a jessica jones luke cage issue with with this season was randy dean when he first showed up because i'm kind of like oh what is going on here and then when Foggy's family, I said, oh, dear Lord, I don't want anything to, re are we going to like waste a lot of time? But the truth is, A, Ray Nadim's character became very, very important. Mm -hmm. And it was great that they spent time on him and his character. And B, that Foggy's family was really well, kind of a I, background. I, well, uh, I think it's pretty obvious. Ray Nadim is, um, uh, because he's not taken from the source, source material. They, they just, they wrote him in. Right, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, he's very, very tropey, right? Because in this day and age... And I'm, by the way, I'm just going to um, make comparison with, and I've been catching up in Doctor Who, and I'm also doing research on Doctor Who for our Doctor Who show. Uh, in your new Doctor Who, um, I think it was a first or second episode. Oh, there was a, a recent episode called Rosa, which they travel back in time and they meet Rosa Parks, right? They go to Alabama. There is a black companion. There is a, a, um, uh, a an Indian girl. Okay. And they're like, uh, we don't serve your con here, you know. Uh, and uh, um, and I forget, the, what did they call the Indian girl? Like, whatever the case is, it was something very, pretty ignorant, right? Nadim is planted in. He, that's very tropey of its time because we're living in a very populistic, uh, paranoid culture. I don't, I'm not following. Well, I'm what I'm following. saying is that, you know, like, you could. Uh, I was going... What is he? Is he good? Is he bad? Is he, you know, like, is he terrorist? Is he FBI? Is he... You assume, really? I had no, terrorist? Dude, in this thing, okay, what I'm Edward? saying is that every time someone puts someone of, a, of an ethnic appearance on the screen... Okay, all right. I can there's see There's always uh, There's always this idea of, like, oh, what mm. what's his deal? For you, you go... I can't stand Ray Nadim because of his perfect, because of that illustrious thick hair that he yeah, has. Yeah, but that's me because but, I have no hair. <laughs> um, but but again, but um, but yet we see that he's a family man, right? Yeah, you know, a family man who's willing to sacrifice and um, 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 his his resources and his money to to help someone else that's in this family. Um, a good egg, a mensch. he's a really good egg. You a know? mensch who, you know, because he. He's kind of spread thin, mm -hmm. and we find out that that's all manipulated, right? We find out that, in fact, Fisk is the one that ended up pulling the strings that pulled his but at the same time, he... you know, um, health coverage and everything else, and to to position him into this, and yet he is also a victim of his own foibles. Well, it's not just that, but like the immediate thing is that he's an FBI, he's a G man, 
Right. And G-Man's, te- we tend to go, yeah, I don't really trust this guy. You know, there's something. Okay, there's something I, I don't, I don't, I don't, really? I'm really not following. I don't, I've never had that. You've never had an issue with a G-Man that's on, on TV and you wholeheartedly yeah. go. What about the X-Files? Yeah, th- <laughs> thank you, Fox Mulder, Edward. Yeah, and. Uh, I would trust Fox Mulder with my life. But would you trust a bureau? Would you I would trust, trust Mitch? I would trust Super Soft Love, Love Man. Even now, Miguel, <laughs> we <Pileggi>. go, Mitch Pelleggi, <laughs> whose side are you on? Even even Fox is going, whose man? side are you on? In any case, no, I don't, I actually, actually. And guess what? You know, like he. For um, me, though, I think it was more along the lines of, if there's a trope that I think he played, it was the, the, the tone deaf law enforcement guy. The one whom the heroes or whatever continually say, you're looking down the wrong alley, man. You know, you got to be looking at this X, Y, Z. Now, granted, our heroes, quote unquote, on the show were often bullshit. Yeah, they were BSing him a lot because it was always like, like, hey, we're he's I'm kind of close to figuring out that Matt's Daredevil or I'm kind of close to figuring out that maybe uh, Karen killed someone. And then they would be like, you should really be looking at, <laughs> at this because I want to I want to distract you from but, uh, your obvious conclusions here. But at the same time, he was for me, he was that trope. And the other part was it was the sort of thing where. He didn't he didn't really he. He didn't bring it on himself, but he, he he was right in saying he allowed he had a blind spot that was a combination. He didn't of, want his son, right? Just to, like, that, he right. A swimming pool. He didn't right. want right. Yeah, yeah. He just wanted the swimming pool. <laughs> Poor guy just wanted the swimming pool. But yeah, it's a and it's something as simple He's as tired that. Of rationing his ham. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, now, like uh, the red card. Did you use the red card? I used the red card. I used the blue card. I used my library card. Now, yeah. um, you walk into a room and you go, "Oh, I see. Uh, you're doing some kind of your construction yes, work. Yes. <laughs> All right, you got some uh, plastic on the furniture." Well, what I what I loved about that is you told me when you called me about that. Ed said basically, John, he was like. Yeah, it didn't occur to me till after. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, yeah, I yeah, guess." Yeah. Oh, oh, now I understand why they have the whereas, plastic on the whereas furniture. Whereas me, you were I already was, like immediately, immediately. I was like, "Oh, oh, Ray, don't go don't in there. Do, don't do that. Don't go in there, Ray. Don't S- give him. No, someone's gonna die." It's like, uh, surrender. Yeah. Like, don't no, don't surrender your badge and gun, especially the gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the gun. <laughs> well, I mean, again, because like, that other like, guy, he's yeah. like, you know, anytime you see drop cloth. <laughs> in a show like this it's it's not because they want to keep the floors clean right. okay it, um, well, no. yeah it is because they want to keep the floors i will clean. say that the um what about the swift and quick assassination of uh bullseye's uh yeah obsession, yeah, obsession. How about yeah. that man that was crazy well but see just... that those that's linked with the the nadine kitchen scene because it was one of those things that is what makes this show what it is which is the show is filled with tension and filled with shock value. And I don't think there's actually anything wrong with shock value. Mm-hmm. Shock value gets a, a, a bad rap. If, shock value if it's is pushing u- the plot in a you know in an yeah. interesting way. In an interesting sure. way, or just adding that element of anything oh, could happen. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, no I'm safe. not predicting no it anything. is the it is the the the, the Joker pencil trick. Uh-huh. Right. So and then you go, whoa, what what just happened? Holy crap, you know? Uh-huh. But 
it's also very silent, right? You know, from from what we saw. Um, what happened to the yeah, bullseyes, bullseyes, uh, bullseyes, you know? the stalker love. Um, but, and, but even even again, the sort of out of the blue thing that happened with you know, with the the, the guy from Eternal Affairs, because at that moment, it could have gone a billion. It could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. Ray could have gotten shot. Yeah, we could have found out that the Eternal Affairs guy thought, was on that was on the pay. That's what I thought. We could have found you know we could have found out that. The internal affair guy kills Ray's boss. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's a. Oh, they they had they had other plans for Ray. Yes. <laughs> and um and in fact and Ray, they, and, and they Ray used goes... they used he is the the device. Yeah. He is the uh, I don't know if you want to call the ex machina, which I don't think I don't think that's no, but he's, but he's he he he's the he's the character that is again a compromised is compromised, but he's struggling with it. He didn't. Re- no, no, I'm talking about at the end with the with the cell phone message. Right. Yeah. Right. So. You know what's funny? Uh, yeah. You know what, Ed? Know, I would put that as a, a Deus Machina. Oh, there's a Mac, right? You know, yeah. you know what's funny? He's like, he's like, well, I'm forced to do this, these corrupt arrests, and work for Wilson Fisk. But let me do it gently. Like, come on, wait, come on, SWAT team, hold on. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was suddenly. Oh, he was like, the like, least hey. I can do is is humanely arrest these people. Exactly. Yeah. If you um, please, but we, <laughs> but we do see, but we do see also is that um, because he's willing to pay that price. You know, he's willing to, uh, and in fact, that's he's 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 the ultimately he's, just like just, he's the Christ. He's the, he really is the the, the that sacri- that sacrificial lamb. In that right. Sense, exactly. You know? That he the what he's. Whether through incompetence or hubris mm. or whatever, His by allowing these things to happen, yeah. by being a part of them, mm. he has no he sees no redemption other than in a, a sacrifice of himself. But then we get into this the whole idea of what I love how you coined it magical corruption powers <laughs> that is an issue, right? Yeah. That is an issue with this that is, I think, part of the. What I said on the last show, I said this started to feel feel like the following. Like, just, <laughs> yes. like, who's not in this guy's pocket? What, the janitor? Like, this yeah, guy, hey, like, seriously. Like, everyone. And then <laughs> eventually, eventually you're going to find out. It's like the one day. Guy. It's, no, like, it's, like, it's like, seriously, Matt's going to go into Subway and he's going to have the capicola with the salami and uh, have that with mustard. And he's going to come out and he's going to be like, there's no mustard on this. You working for Fisk? <laughs> Sorry, he got he got to me. <laughs> he's in my family. He's in my family. If, if but, you but got I, the right uh... dressing on your salad, I mean, like that's how crazy it went, and that was somewhat an issue because it, it at the point where Ray goes into the the, Not the even grand El jury. Chapo got that, you know? it, yeah, it was. It was. It was beyond that sort of level of corruption, but. I, my fallback position is this about it. What I will always say, um, Captain America the First Avenger is a very mediocre movie. But there is a scene between Arnim Zola and Tommy Lee Jones Colonel, right? Where Arnim Zola says to, uh, uh, he reveals the Red Skull's plan in, uh, in the First Avenger. And the Colonel basically makes a judgment. He says, well, that's crazy, right? So whatever his plans are, oh, that's crazy. And Zola says, the, the sanity of the plan is of no consequence. <laughs> and why is that? Because he can do it. And that is the essence of supervillainry, Ed. Oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter that these things do scra- strain credulity to a certain degree or a bat-ass crazy or mm. so. It's like, that's not reasonable. 
within we see that the with narrative. Jo- we see that with Joker. Yeah, within the narrative, <clears throat> it's a must. They are super mm-hmm. villains. Hyper-competence, hyper-abilities, even the magical corruption powers. <laughs> it's They're baked in because it's not just about them as characters. I... Super villains and superheroes are about themes. And Wilson Fisk's theme, at, if the Joker's theme now, is chaos, Wilson Fisk's theme is corruption. Now, um, prior to, I, I, as I was watching it and I first got that taste of, oh, there's there's corruption going on. I would go, okay, so they're, um, so what is he? Some sort of like, like a Trump analogy here? Some, you know, is he in a Trump analog? I'm like, no, this is, this is super villainry here. Yeah. But yet, this is getting to a point of, serious disbelief you know uh and and you're like see what did i tell you but but (laughs) i think that the best part about that um and i give give them kudos for this was it built up it wasn't like this thing in like from the get-go you're like i'm not sure about they they pulled back the layers on the corruption and first it was like oh he oh he he stabbed the guy. They had established in season two that he had some manner of control in the prison. What's the name okay, of the fine. What's the name of the 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 NYPD chief? The, the that guy. What's his name? I don't remember. The one the the one who comes in later on the uh, the one that's been in the, in the other seasons. The um, yeah, the, he the was a patrolman captain. and then he became right, right. He became uh, I for, I forgot uh, because he comes in as like. You know, like we're never gonna forget what Fist did to my brothers and sisters. You know, it's like, <laughs> all right, so we got some balance here. You know, like yeah, not everyone's in this not, pocket. That he's not in control of the entire <clears throat> world. Um, but he's in control of an uh, of an agency that's above the NYPD. Well, I don't see they don't, see that's the other thing. I think a lot of people online have said that they said, well, the corruption of the FBI. He didn't corrupt the entirety of the FBI. Just, had, just the ones that were working in New York. A, no, no, he had a, <laughs> and not even all the ones. He had a handful of those that had been assigned mm, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their, and their immediate, um, uh, uh supervisor or whatever. Okay, like, it wasn't I'm not he, your boss. He didn't take over the entirety of the FBI. Fisk is your boss. Know, every single agent I saw. <laughs> no, 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 no. Again, they just show, remember they showed. Again, they showed when Nadine was finally brought in. It was those agents in that room. That's who Fisk has control. Because even the detail that was uh, other people, remember, uh, Dex would come in after he had been brought in, and he still had to BS a bunch of them. Oh, hey, go and get some coffee, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it yeah, wasn't yeah, the entirety yeah. of the FBI. Uh, can I... Can I that let's, said... Let, let's, yeah. let's talk about that, uh, the, the scene where he walks into the room. All the agents are like... They've, they've turned it's into... They've, all, they've turned into evil automatons. <laughs> They're sitting there, and it's like, so all of you are, are, are working for Fisk? Don't mention this name, you know. Uh, leave it up to that Asian guy, by the way. You know, to, to, to tell you that. <laughs> well, well. We I, again, I like, I like to see, I, I like, I like to see that evil is an equal opportunity. Employee. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, so he's like, but you know, all... you th- by the way, do you think that that was a thing? <laughs> do you think that the kingpin was there? It's like. I don't like the optics of it all white. So uh, we're, I'm going to switch it up. We don't need affirmative action in this organization. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all sitting there. Or maybe he does. He's like, they've we're applying in, for a federal grant, and uh, they've, it's, we, uh, the master is in control. The master is in control, and Cybermen. All of a sudden, they've all turned into Cybermen, and they're like, you know, it's like you cannot stop him. Um, but 
Yeah, like um uh Yeah, well that's what I'm saying is that they that they kind of they drew it out to the end mm-hmm. and then it got ridiculous really got ridiculous like was the grand jury scene. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. that was building towards the idea of pulling the rug out for I understood why they did that. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. we got to pull the rug out under under us because we so, got to get Matt back. We got to stop cuz like I said up until that point, we right? did it your way. No, it was I'm gonna do it my way. Right, right. And so suddenly, the last three episodes, it's like, no, no, no. Matt, Foggy, and Karen are back together. The team's doing great. They got Ray. They're gonna turn this around. As I said to Ed, it's very <laughs> reminiscent of a uh, Doctor Zoidberg joke uh, from Futurama, where you know Doctor Zoidberg's whole thing is like, things were bad, but now they're good. <laughs> And they're going to stay that way forever. And it's like, that was the whole point was to be like, <laughs> no, Matt's in a place. And that, and the truth is that makes a character more vulnerable. When you think God is on my side again, things are working out. That is when you are the most vulnerable to falling to despair again, mm-hmm. which is what happened. And so we get then but then last minute he's back to being level-headed and god is well what's all well it's it's the, the absolute back. well it's the absolute <laughs> last last because uh, yeah, uh, you yeah. know in a hero's journey sort of way ultimately even though the hero always has his companions and thing the final decision in order for it to be the hero's journey must be on him alone mm-hmm. so <clears throat> we see that he and this is the, the something you said you said i didn't see it coming we see this sort of thing where Matt decides that's it. No, Fisk has got to die, and then but what I does knew he do? He wasn't gonna kill him though. Yeah, of course. And okay, you know okay. why I know he wasn't gonna kill him? Mm. Because uh, he was stopping. Bull- he unleashed Bullseye to be the. That's card, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. Stopping uh, he, Bullseye he, from killing Fisk. That said, remember he did. Twenty minutes before he beat Fisk, I knew he wasn't gonna kill him. Both. Right, but see, that's the thing is he takes this step, which I thought was great. He takes the step once he's decided it's not working to unleash Bullseye to turn the Kingpin's own weapon against him. Against him, mm-hmm. And then we have... Yeah, before we get into the office fight, the the, the, the bulletin uh, office supply fight. No, no, no. I'm talking about the end. I'm talking about the absolute right. end. I know, but I want to get into the office supply okay, fight. Okay, right? right. Before we do that, I just need to mention that as because I had to make my notes, right? And I'm going... I like, Born Again, it's I, the source material, Born Again... Okay. Uh, I don't even recall ever reading it, um, even though I know of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking it up on Wikipedia, right? And um, so, if you ever, if any of you guys ever go back and read Born Again, and I, I, I feel like I need to read it. There is, there's, as you're reading the description, it's like King, Kingpin enlists the help of uh, uh, an American super soldier by the name of Nuke, yes, right, and uh, to kill uh, to kill Matt Murdock. And then you read on, it goes, Captain America. It's disturbed that Nuke has a tattoo of the of the U.S. Uh, American flag on his face. <laughs> okay, so Captain gets into the fray because he's disturbed. Okay. Anyway, right. I thought that was funny. All right. I don't, I don't think it, he it, it wasn't. <laughs> anyway. God damn you. I'm going to toss this scissor right into. All right. Yes. Let's again going to uh, we'll we'll get to the office fight. I'm saying it. So Matt unleashes. Bullseye on Fisk and they have a. 
three-way Hell in a Cell yeah. Texas I didn't, cage I didn't, match. I didn't see that coming. The <laughs> Daredevil versus Fisk versus, uh, versus uh, uh, Bullseye. And done really, really well. Yeah. Done really, really well. Um, because you, you have the, the hero hero who's, no, no matter what costs, no kill code. Right. Right? Uh, you have a killer in one end, an assassin in one end, and you have a human bull. Right, yes. Right? Just And everyone's, it's one big, it's mayhem. They're it's all, they, you know, Bullseye's <clears throat> happy to kill all of them. Kingdom's and then, of course, Vanessa, get out of the way. Damsel in distress issues here. Um, I, I, that was really well done and a great finale. Oh, about, know, for, about the, about the uh, in terms of the, the magical, magical corruption powers. And God damn you, even to a point where you have Superman's mom in your pocket. Uh, what are you okay. gonna do? Man? And then she gets into it. She gets right? into it exactly. Well, which, by the way, we were, uh, I don't know if you want to get want to talk about Vanessa. I was like, so what are they gonna do with her? Is she gonna end up like you know sitting in the in in, in the throne as queen of 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 this domain? Crime, yeah. You know, because she because I I can't figure her out. I I do think that I want uh, in. <laughs> I do think. That there's a very good possibility that if you want to, because I, I would like to see them give Fisk a rest for a season. Yeah. But right, absolutely. But but that doesn't necessarily mean to completely cutting out everything connected to him. And I think that you could unleash Bullseye against Vanessa. Mm. And then, right, that makes yeah. That and makes then sense. that forces because because he killed his. Well, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so it would be natural that he would want to he would want to kill Vanessa to get to Fisk because Fisk made a promise to Matt to to, to lay yeah, off yeah. Foggy right. and Karen. Right. Bullseye is under no under no regulations from anyone. Yeah. And so he could end up trying to kill Vanessa, and that forces Matt back into the fray to put the costume mm-hmm. on again. Um, to protect to, but his to worst protect enemy's his girlfriend. Exactly. Yeah. Which, by the way, yeah. shake on it, pal, ending. And I'm like, <laughs> what just happened here? <laughs> like, you know, there are a lot of weird things. Aside, like, uh, not just like, oh, Matt just walks off into the secret elevator. Like, these little scenes. Uh, did they just shake on it? <laughs> you know, he's like, it, it, was a, it was a really like, you know, TV moment. Shake on it. Well, deal. I honestly, I think that goes to the whole WWF kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. battle royale. That that is kind of like the way a match would end, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like it's like a uh, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, and Ultimate Warrior. They back into each other. Huh. <laughs> what's what's going on? Are they gonna? Are they gonna? Are they gonna, gonna oh no! They're, they're shaking, they're shaking in the, middle of the ring. ring. <laughs> they're shaking hands. They're allied. <laughs> Uh, so now uh, let's just go general, general likes, general dislikes for the season for you. Uh, things that, st- things that stood out moments that stood out that were on the good side, the bad side. And here's where we'll get to the good stuff. Cause I know one of the things as a comic book guy, you and I, the first fight between daredevil and bullseye. So. Are, you and, to, are we getting to that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that's a positive. Thing, uh, so that's a positive. D- 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 tell me about it. How do you already, I'm like, we are sitting <laughs> on, a on comedy, one of one of the best comedy com- comedic, comedy, yeah, comic comic bit of all times, where Bullseye 
his has to order, or even the admin guy at the bulletin. That's see, has that's to put in a reorder be. with office. It mat, needs to be. It mat. needs to be the the the, the office supply manager <laughs> of the bulletin having to call into Office Max. <laughs> It's like, and uh, it's like, oh, hello. My name is uh, my name is Jerry, and I'll be taking your order. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is Steve uh, uh, Steve Johnson from uh, uh, the, uh, the Bulletin. Oh, hi, uh, Steve. You, you know, so you, we're in your system. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know we just ordered some stuff last week, but oh, how can I help you today? I'm gonna need a complete total replacement of everything we ordered last week. Everything. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah, let's. Uh, uh, so well, let's we had... let's look into it. Look into it. Okay, um, so you want the you want the scissors? Uh, you want two? We're gonna need at least four scissors. Wow, four yeah, scissors. we got rid of we okay. all of the scissors. We staplers. We, um, we we yeah, we're gonna need at least uh, three cases okay. of the uh, staples. Now I see that you put in an order for like ten cases of pencils. Oh yeah, yeah, at least a minimum of ten. Um, we uh, I don't know. Uh, we had an incident here, so. Any a lot. Uh, let me put it this way: anything that was sharp or could be sharpened, we're gonna need a replacement. Yeah, just make oh. sure. <laughs> oh, and one snow globe. Because <laughs> that fight is it is by far one of the best. It's a masterpiece. It's a it is a masterpiece. One of the best things I've ever seen. Because it's not. Because here's the thing: it's a suit. It's it's it's, a, pure, it's, it's, it's ult- pure superhero, right? It's also for us the way some people describe Ultimate Fighting, right? Yeah, uh, like a UFC fight. Uh, for guys like us, we go, "No, can you imagine what it's like having a Hawkeye versus Bullseye?" A, a, a power power sets of. I, I think that it was just a great realization of what it comes down to, which is Bullseye is the man with perfect aim and accuracy. Versus the man with radar vision. Mm. You have one guy who who deadly from a, from a distance, right. And then the other guy has to come in and like in well, in it's fight. it's one guy who literally Matt sees all the angles mm. because of his senses, and one guy who can use all the angles. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it becomes this sort of you know oh perfect match of skills and and abilities. you know and which you know talking about bullseye. And we've seen uh, the Colin Farrell bullseye, right? Yes. And oh, because yeah. going into this, I'm like, so are we going to get the the peanut into the into the uh, granny's uh, throat? Like, are we going to get stuff like that? And he, you know what? The truth is, he was pre did some pretty crazy stuff, right? I mean, like when he well, decided, he his coach. yeah, you know, he's got you know off the post, off the you know he he was banking he was banking shots. He and, he and decides that. Crystals from a chandelier <laughs> are really the most appropriate oh, weapons. I gotta, I'm going to pocket those things. I'm going to pocket those things. And use it. When he was banking the shots from the gun, I was like, this is a full-on, fully realized bullseye in terms of his powers. In terms of his personality, that was a that was a work in progress. This is, uh, by the way, uh, one of my favorite uh, Daredevil moves, where he tosses the newspaper up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, he's ricocheting off the ricocheting the the bullets. I'm like, hey, you've seen some shit, Matt. You know? some, some crazy stuff. <laughs> now I've seen some shit. So yeah, that 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 was yeah. The fights were totally good. Let's uh, of course the no, other big I... positive is the prison breakout scene. Wait, 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 back to Bullseye. The minute was running the whole entire time, you know. <laughs> back to Bull for a second. Um, I agree. I think 
the, the, those skills were, were scary and crazy and, and, and amazing, and I can see how that can kind of thwart Daredevil. But there's no reason why uh, he wasn't knocked out whenever they got close, because... Because Daredevil was just should landing, be, you should, you should, should, landing amazing hits on him. <laughs> well, hand to hand. They, well, they well, were, I did. Well, I, uh, you and know. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, he should have more bumps and scratches and bruises. Well, and, but the alternate uh, of that is yeah. simply this: is that he was wearing the protective He's wearing, suit. Yeah. And he was uh, wearing <clears throat> that suit, which was designed for. That's why he was able to. You know, that's why it took a. That's why it took. I'm gonna take some Wilson Muay, Fisk, Muay Thai ropes and wrap him around it, it my knuckles. It took a Wilson Fisk picking him up and bodily like crashing him through a brick wall to take him out of the fight. That's right. That was the final blow. You know, and yeah. and on top of that, I also think Bullseye's power. You have to think of it. Its application is multifaceted. It's not just unerring aim. Which is which it is the ability to use weapons or turn anything into a weapon because you can you have perfect aim, but also it's seeing the angles, mm. and that is what a huge part of martial arts. A uh, huge uh, Marvel. You know what I mean? Um, um, aside, like we, I said that we say uh, they say this about Cyclops. Cyclops has perfect ge geometrical. He's able to 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 take those take those concussive beams. And use the geometry, Captain America with the shield. Yeah, the, that's what that's sort of. And so you, it's uh, it's that bullseye so you're can apply. He has better accuracy. It's the idea that he can apply that also mm. to his hand to hand skills. And yeah. so you're and, saying his hand to hand accuracy is. It would be better. Than... Would in other words, he doesn't. The thing with bullseye is because of that ability, and you know, we'll we'll do some. Jeet Kune Do talk right now, and that'll be a new show we have Jeet later on. Talk. JKD talk. Jeet Kune Do talk on TBC. <laughs> Welcome to JKD talk. <laughs> my name is Ed, and I have, <laughs> but um, have, uh, one of the important <laughs> things about fighting. Okay, okay. Uh, one of the important things about fighting is not so much technique, learning a specific s motion of skills. But where it connects. It's the awareness. underlying attributes. <clears throat> it doesn't matter that you know a technique. If you don't have strength, speed, your wind, your cardiovascular. Which those... Daredevil has. No, no, no. Over. But Right. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, that's, the point being is that we already had Dex was a soldier FBI. So he had hand-to-hand -hand combat training. He had killer instinct. He had the, the psychological part of it down. Then you add into it this semi-superpower. Suddenly, that's a match for the man who, you know, has the, the training. Plus, Matt also has a power as well. Which he is had that... to hide behind a cubicle. <laughs> a cubicle. You know what I mean? And he's like, I'm just going to peek right here. Oh, oh, you know, there's a, so there's a snow globe. So in terms of, <laughs> you know, when you think about what, it, what does it take to have that perfect game, it's muscular control mm. and you know well, uh, no i'm not talking about his superpower with throwing and, and accuracy i'm saying literally but that's what i'm saying is that it would him. also that would also translate to his physical ability as a as a fighter without the 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 throwing part of it so it's sort of like he would he really wouldn't need the years of training that matt has he would well, Showing the basics, he, he would. Have, he's he, got it. You know, as as uh, Bullseye says in the comics, uh, if it can be used with a weapon, I'm deadly with it. 
But he's if a, it is a weapon, I'm the best in the world with it. But he is a Fed agent, so it just happens. So to be you know that, that he got that, some that's, training, right? That's you know, a sort so. of thing, and he has some, So it's the idea that look, if you know, put put a weapon like Matt's billy club in his hand, mm. even if he's not throwing it, just using it as a billy club. He'd be one of the best in the world with minimal amount of anything. Right. You know what I mean? I noticed that too. Uh, Daredevil didn't use his uh, other weapons and, and things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This except, is a very low that one time where, this year. where you go where Snow where globe, you yeah. had to use super strength to break open that uh, that little. Yeah, little oh, oh, no, no, that. no. <laughs> Torque will take care of that. Fine, okay, fine. Um, so another big positive is is that they had a lot of interesting one take sequences this year. Mm. Well, we uh, see the, a the, the, we the see prison scene. We see uh um like at least a mention of Muay Thai because yeah yeah the ropes because uh, like, yeah. he's Tony Jod up. Yes he yes he did. Um but, and with the ropes yeah. around the hands. Uh, we had the we had uh the prison one take and then we had the Ray Nadim one take. Not quite one take, but it was oh, that the 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 the, 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 van uh, the, van, the van attack, and it's like um, like uh, and you you have issues with because it's scared Matt Murdock's uh, no kill code, but yeah. it's okay if you if you have I an act as a spotter <laughs> for an FBI sharpshooter, like, I won't kill anyone, but hey, that guy over there. You should totally kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to point and you're going to shoot. But my right hand there. wave for, you know, e even bringing that up, my hand wave is that I think that Matt looks at it as a, here's a life and death situation. I'm not the one actually taking these li uh, these lives and I'm actually aiding a, an, an authorized law enforcement agent <laughs> in this situation. And saving his life. And saving his life. So yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, yeah, there's, there, there's, there, there's that. Now, Anything that was that's a... like saying you, you're not gonna try to apprehend or take down a, 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 a guy who has hostages, right? Cause yeah, because he, he's a person and has a life, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, any uh, uh, were there any negatives for you this year uh, in, in in the season? Uh, well, we can go back. To, um, commentary, not a negative, but. Everything goes back to status quo, as as you you and I both agree. But at mm -hmm. the same time, it's like um, even in we see, even going back to Job, there is some sense of status quo. Yet you know that Job is not the person. Um, he was uh, at the beginning of the story. Is the beginning of the story. You know, he's a he's a he's someone who's wiser. He now doubles down on on uh, on the successes and as a person of faith. Here, it's hey, we're gonna have some beers. And Karen, your partner, and uh, you're, 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 more, stab you're more stabler than Jessica Jones. <laughs> Nelson Murdoch and Paige. Yeah, you know, and like there's... Executive producer. Executive producer. Exactly. It's a very right. executive producer moment. I, um, I can't say that I had particular issues with that, but at the same time I go, you're kidding, right? I think, and I think you talked about it too last show. I think maybe they were writing it so it could be canceled and it would be okay if it got canceled. Like they kind of neatly, you know. Yeah, you yeah, had to wrap. Yeah, about the only. the only thing that made you think there's a next season is yeah. the surgery on uh, on Bullseye. On Bullseye's but back again, and... dinosaur dragons. You've seen some shit. Okay. You know, now it's like you know, so you're saying, uh, what, what, magical corruption powers. You've seen some shit, right? What can you, having gone through all that, can it just be back to the status quo? Yeah, of like the, you know, what, what, I mean, Karen, the Halcyon uh, days of season one. Karen, did you kill someone? <laughs> 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 you know, 
Uh, anything, anything else that 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 struck you as you were kind of like oh, that could have done that could have been better or that could no. Been... I'm, again, I'm not saying that that is some like I. Where do we go from here? Okay, where well, do you go from here? I got a question because uh, we talked about this last podcast, but for you, Ed, um, one little criticism from a lot of people. I think in general, everyone loves the show, but uh, people have said that the show felt a little long. How do you feel about that? No, not at all. This is actually, if anything, it breezed really easily. It really did. Um, so it didn't... The When you're watching Luke Cage, oh, and it okay. goes on for about like... As always, every episode of Luke Cage feels like a two-hour movie that not a lot happens in. You could... I don't think... Now, your answer was that it was. It actually felt fast because it actually felt like two separate seasons in one. So it actually it felt fast. The pacing was really good and fast for you. But uh, like, what would you, you know? It felt very, it yeah. felt really fast for me, if anything. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh, I got to go back to watching Tom Baker. <laughs> that's oh, that's what he said. He said, I, I got I go, to go back to watching Men in the High Castle, yeah, right? Nazis, got to go back to Nazis. And you did. You know, like, <laughs> I um, started watching it, by the way. But oh, okay. All right, uh, we'll talk one, about that later. Uh, notable mentions about about how crafty they were getting with 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 the production values. Mm. Um, the Fisk visions, yeah, or the um, let's take the um, the the bullseye origin story, yeah, where he's pulls up the file. Well, see, that's and it becomes what I a one, see, that's it becomes a one I, act. Play. That's actually what I termed as Fisk vision. Fisk, Fisk vision is Fisk. He's playing narratively, in his head. seeing Inserting you know in the memory, into yeah. the memory. Mm. It's not just a standard flashback, mm -hmm. and it's not just an exposition. It's dump. him processing. It's, yeah, it's him interpreting the, the, the material. The, the, right. the um, the camera work, everything goes to black and white. Yeah, uh, that allows for characters to be to 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 be injected into into the story that you're watching. Um, it's like the suddenly, camera turns. Yeah, VR memory. It's like suddenly there's <laughs> suddenly there's this avant-garde play. Yeah, in the middle it's of like, yeah, in yeah. the and middle they, of your show. And they, this is getting legionesque. And they do that, yes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do that a lot with with plays and on Broadway and um, minimal set, design, minimal set, minimal set design. you know, just. And it goes to tell you, like, how much money are they spending on stuff like that? And well, that might be part. That might be part and parcel <laughs> of budgetary constraints. But I do think it is more perhaps about. I thought the, it was tasteful. The creators putting, being willing to stretch the add narrative flourishes. Mm -hmm. To something that is all about being grounded and gritty. So here you had, well, look, we. I think that Matt's visions, Matt's talking yeah, to his father, or and having Fisk in his head, like yeah. like they've they've gone into each other's head. I think I think that that was about the fact that Matt being so isolated from Foggy, mm. from Karen. And also, to a certain degree, even though he's talking to the father mm -hmm. and talking to Sister Maggie, his mother, yeah. he's isolating himself from people. So when you do that to your character, guess what? He doesn't have a lot of chance to speak his mind. Here, by inserting Fisk mm -hmm. and inserting his father, you get your main character to still be isolated, yet provide exposition and provide examples of what he's going through to the audience mm. so i thought that that was a that again it was a it was a good these were interesting flourishes um to the show yeah but then we go um as we're coming to the end of this right mm. so um there's no turning back 
with, I mean, you put out the quality of programming with this particular season. How do you even address the stuff that's that's come before that? You know, defenders. Um, the the last oh you the don't. last season. You I know you don't, but still. <laughs> You know, how, I mean, are you going to move forward with these characters? Or are you just going to, at some point um, with whatever they're going to play? What are the plans? I need to uh, you're, know you're, right you now. You mean for the wider Netflix rather than Daredevil? Oh, uh, or right? Marvel, right? The Marvel Ma Netflix Marvel. is basically where do you where do you go after? And I do think that there is something to be said about the fact that when you produce something that's so stunningly good. Yeah, I mean, is Iger going to say raise, uh, like like John mentioned this about Iron Fist, where he says, "Well, <sighs> Daredevil's fight coordination was so good. How could how Iron could Fist Iron Fist Iron Fist like was yeah I, I, Iron Fist was left with a very bad like oh my god the the bar has been raised so high, mm. and I feel that Daredevil has done that for." Everything. Everything. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally for everything. About the and and I I and this always does bring... does Bob Iger in this in this chair like sit where he is and calls up whoever is which the, the shows showrunners are and Kevin Feige at the same time and go. Well, I think it's time to bump uh to bump Daredevil up you know like like from the farm system. I uh... you know? right Get Daredevil movie like does that happen you know and can it happen? That's I think it, you know what. I didn't really think of it until now that you said that, honestly, because you've told me this before and I didn't really, but now really thinking about it, my God, are they sitting on a gold mine? I mean, could you, could you say, or let's do a daredevil trilogy and give it the, give the, give these people mm. give it dark night. Yeah. Dark night money. Yeah. C you know what? This is what they've done on a shoestring budget. Yeah. What could they do, uh, you know, given, uh, you know, oh, my God, here's Matt in the streets and canyons of, you know, well, New York City. Well, we know from, and... the from the source material, and John, you, uh, you might not be aware that um, there was a there was a time where where Matt had to not be Daredevil, goes up to Danny Rand and says, listen, I need you to be, I need you to be the he, devil he Hell's him, Kitchen yeah. at some point. I'm like, and they kind of took that at the end of the Defenders, right? uh, but then they didn't do it. That was <laughs> that was the thing that sucked. And if they had followed through on that's that, what they, that's what he said. it would have been a better season of Iron Fist because that's all you needed to do. All you needed to do was have Danny Rand. You know, it's like Matt. Matt says to take care of the city, and then Danny Rand. I made a promise. Right, to... Danny Rand goes to Matt's apartment. Finds the black costume with the mask. Says, "Let me conlun this thing up." Boom! He's got the cost, the Iron Fist costume. And think he's Daredevil? No, but suddenly yeah. there's a new superhero in town called Iron Fist. He's protecting his identity with the mask. But they didn't do that. They didn't they, do anything. Uh, I'm already like, getting and mad. You, about and then you bring Iron in like um, the new Avengers into that, where where you know uh, um, Hawkeye was was uh ronin you know and the, I, you don't have to get hand. into that but in terms uh, of you know i'm just saying i want that, to uh, I, I know but you bob two quick things kevin help before us I, before i forget it uh now that iron fist is canceled i feel a little bad for pooping on it so much i feel a little bad <laughs> that you cut that you no you don't you don't feel bad a bit and i kind of feel like we're <laughs> responsible for like the cancellation of luke cage what if we had that power what if like anyway 
If we what if the execs are listening? Like these John, guys know John, they, John, about, John, you they, you must realize that uh, as as bad as we crapped on Luke Cage and Iron Fist, we and could it be wasn't crapping even, on. Honestly, uh, <laughs> I think I was the one who was the most down on Luke Cage. You were you were down. On Luke All right, Cage. and and our general dis and our general Iron disdain Fist. for Iron Fist. Uh, Here's the truth: we've crapped on the Berlanti shows like ten. Yeah, times I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what they're flourishing, like John? First, they're flourishing. Yes, well, do you know what they're doing, <laughs> John? Do you know what they're doing now on CW on the CW shows? <laughs> uh -oh. So they bring in something called Elseworlds. Elseworld is uh, is what um, uh, DC multiverse. Um, yeah, multiverse. Say. That's what it is, yeah. right? And it the idea is you know other universes where Green Arrow, Stephen Amell, he's dressed as a Flash, and Gus and Grant, he's Green Arrow. Dun 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 dun. dun. I'm like, All right. okay. so so my point is this: if we actually had any power, <laughs> there would be no CW weird. shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the um, obvious. That's the obvious choice there. So, um, wrapping wrapping it all up, um, you know, it was a, an incredible season, and it does. I I think that you know, here we have our third member here, and you know, backing both me and John up on uh, how good this was, how how high of a quality. And it it can only do for Marvel TV it, uh, is make it a victim of its own success. Yeah, yeah. Because now you have the template. Now you have the bar set. It's like, it doesn't have, I don't think, when you talk about quality, it's not about content. It's not that you can't do a happy-go-lucky superhero yeah, yeah. show. No, it's not right. that they all have to be this... gritty things. It's just you have to have that level of quality of the writing, right. of characterization, of plot, plot mechanics, and all the rest. And this and... is the first true like Marvel thing that's it's no Avengers. It's no Thor Ragnarok. You know, it's no it's it's very down to earth, very gritty, and that's something that Marvel it's an, it's not a usual formula for Marvel. No, it's Ant Man type. It's Spider Man type. You know, this is very different from what Marvel does. I mean, the most serious <clears throat> installments of the Marvel films, you think the Captain America films, you think uh, even, Black Panther, even Captain America didn't feel this dark to me, or gritty, no, gritty or as right, or yeah. as or have this level of depth. Yeah, this was Depth City. Yeah, you know what I mean. This was just. And now, and, and of course, it is apples to oranges because there's a difference between... It is, but it's Marvel. It, it's a difference between doing 13 hours of television where you can have space breathing room mm -hmm. and develop relationships over long periods and see that sort of stuff. But you but can't you, compare seasons to anthologies of movies. Say three films. So like three, 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 four three. Avenger films. Uh, two uh, Galaxy of the Guardian. So like you can compare a little bit. When you have like three, that is sort of stretched out, and and, and and again, this goes like I said. This are they sitting? Are they sitting on a goal, a potential gold mine of saying, let's plan out a Daredevil trilogy, give it its backing, and see where we can go, you know, from there. I would be interested to see if if they finally pull Daredevil from Netflix at some point. Like, let's say they do a second, a fourth season, and then that's it. Would they then be like, no, and now we're gonna. We're gonna, because Charlie Cox actually does have a film option. All of the stars of the Netflix shows have a film 
option in their contract. Oh, nice. Uh, by the way, Charlie Cox, I need to mention this, tore the force. Oh. Yeah. I beat you! So I mean... That moment was... It's just like... I was On I, a show I that has been honestly... Daredevil, he's always been good. Mm. This just showed how good he was in the part because I love D'Onofrio as the kingpin. I do think that as good as he is, I think had you gotten another actor of his caliber, it would have been just as good. Mm. Charlie Cox. He's that's he's Matt Murdock. You yeah. should have got Jack Nicholson as Charlie Fisk. I mean, <laughs> well, oh, oh, all right, all right, Monkey Wrench. Well, <laughs> no, I think uh, that would be funny. But but in terms of like Chris, all right, RDJ as Iron Man, Chris Evans as Cap, Tom Holland as Spider Man. You got to throw Charlie Cox now as this sort of very very definitive version of this character he i would put him on that M mount rushmore of you know for, <laughs> and 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 for, okay for me that route mount rushmore uh -huh. right now is is chris reeves chris evans um as much as i like ben affleck and i love everything about his batman oh would you look at that don't you know look they put charlie's <laughs> face up on on yeah. on the mountain i got to i got to give the for my batman it's not keaton it's bale all right and then charlie cox's daredevil i i i think that he's this is the character from the comics yeah the tortured Riley humorous but it took a while very for for, for daredevil the character um and I forget who who was it that the uh, that that created Daredevil in uh, back in the seventies? It was um Stan and uh Bill uh Bill Everett. Stan, it, it, Stan. but it took it took a while for him to get fleshed out because well the, the, he had a recre he had a rebirth literally with yeah, Miller's turn right. and that's when people think of Daredevil they think really of Miller's run who said it's gonna be pulpy noir. Mm -hmm very tragic you know it's not gonna it's gonna be much more melodramatic rather than this kind of the soap opera. if spider-man is a soap opera then this, this is a, this is like reading up on karen stuff uh uh from born and born again yeah well, you know like uh like uh um, we're gonna get uh well, i'm gonna all i gotta <laughs> say is miller if i remember correctly writes a scene where they reconnect after she's gotten over her drug addiction and after she's gotten out of porn. <laughs> All right, folks, that's what happens in the yes, comics. Yes, yes, that is. That's true. And Matt comments to Karen and says, oh, you cut your hair. And Karen's answer is, well, and this is Frank Miller, you misogynist SOB. She's like, he goes, yeah, um, yeah, I cut my hair. They, you know, they like to pull the hair. That was being done in early 80s Marvel comics, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil is this incredibly layered, really well done performance. And he, he deserves to be up there on the Mount Rushmore. He deserves an Oscar. I don't know, I don't know, Oscar, but he, yeah, he, he, him, this was not a case of, oh, the villain is great and it doesn't, the, 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 the hero can be kind of milk toasty and, and just bland. By the way, no, uh, this was, oh, this was 
all about John touch on Matt something um, are they are Netflix are uh, are these guys the um they can they they're eligible for Emmys right mm-hmm. yeah okay all right yeah so. Yeah, I won't be surprised. I, I, I won't be surprised if his name gets tossed in there. You know, but I won't be Charlie surprised. Cox is just one of those. I won't be surprised if if this wins a best series because it has all the elements. Yeah, but uh, Hugo Awards they don't really count. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm no, I'm, I'm serious. I would be surprised. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If this wins a best dramatic series, because mm-hmm. you mentioned at the beginning about how it had 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 um, overturned House of Cards. Mm-hmm. The thing about Daredevil is that it's serious. So it draws you in with its dramatics in a real way to these characters. But then it has the superhero element that makes it a mass audience hit. It gives you the action and costumes and everything else. There's some people now, I'm just really moment. tired of hearing this blowhard just go on about Daredevil. <laughs> uh, I know I'm I, not even in the picture I don't, anymore. Do we, do we, I don't think we're, you were allowed to do a Kevin Spacey impression I just in the did year one. 2018 <laughs> anymore. But uh, yeah, this this the, the show deserves all the plaudits it got. And uh, I mean, there's not some really people anything. people are turned off by the, the brutality. Can I tell you I, I know by comparison? Because I, tr- I, I think, tried to have a date the but, other day. But John, and I was but like, John, hey, are you into you realize you, I put an episode on. And like, oh, but John, don't off. you remember Fisk decapitating a guy with the car with the car door? Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> and you bring this out now? No, no, no. I understand that. I mean, yeah, I'm saying you talk about mass appeal and. Yeah, yeah. There might be some people who are, but you got to look. We're also in a world where we're also, John. We're in a world where Game of Thrones is the number one show in the world, and you don't get more gruesome than that show. Hey, if uh, you like the show, you'll love our alternate carbon show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying. Uh, So just before you close, before you finish, I I I want to bring up um, guys. If you don't know, we are on iTunes. Okay. All right. We're on Google Play. Oh, we're doing the plugs things again. We're on we're on Twitter. Plug away, man. Plug we're away. on Facebook. We're on uh, Stitcher, and we're also on Tuned In. So, um, you know, subscribe, uh, to like, like, do whatever, like, do, it, do whatever you do whatever, have to. Tune Tell your grandmother about you enjoy, it. If you enjoy, if you enjoy this analysis, if you enjoy, if you enjoy me talking about stories about my grandmother wanting to see Batman's penis. Oh. <laughs> This is the podcast for you. Oh, dear. So, God. And I heard he leans to the right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, ends, that, that, that ends our Daredevil Season 3 two-parter. I can't, I can't unsee that. I can't, I can't unsee, unsee that. that. No, can't yeah, unsee neither that. could my grandmother. And anyway, as always, we are thankful for the facilities provided by one Jonathan Vergara here at Pancake Studios. Thank you, as always. Uh, yeah, where always, did he go? What happened to him? As as always, my uh, 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 my co-pilot here, uh, Edward Ng. Thank you. And uh, until next time, everyone. To, to be, be continued. continued. When I was a boy. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.